So what are we talking about today? Matthew 6, the next chapter after the continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. Store up real treasures in heaven. Store up real treasures in heaven. And interestingly, uh, Jesus' preaching style, he'll often say, do this, do that, do that, do that. And then, I don't know, 20 verses later, he'll give a summary statement. So in the beginning, he'll often talk in parables. He'll uh, be preaching in the meat of the message, but the title of the message is later on in the sermon. So again, for our simplicity and following along, I'm going to give it to you at the forefront. Um, the summary statement or thesis statement that we like to do when we are writing is in Matthew 6.19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. All right? Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. So back in uh, 6 verse 1, Jesus uh, starts uh, preaching, practice he uh, exhorts us to practice our righteousness for God and not man, not for people publicly. So in verse 1, he says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you'll get your reward in full. Otherwise, uh, you'll get your accolades, and that's all you'll get is maybe uh, increasing your reputation you're standing before others. And he goes on to say, when you give, give in secret, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, all right? Don't do it for other people. Sometimes you'll see, uh, you'll get newsletters, right, from the local nonprofit that you uh, donate to, and it'll list, right, all the list of donors, right? 5,000, the gold tier, the whatever foundation. Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so donated at that level. Then the silver level, then the bronze level, right? They list all their donation. Now, who's that, who's that for? To get nice, a nice pat on the back, a nice recognition. God says, don't do that. Instead, uh, uh, do it in secret, because your Father, Heavenly Father, knows. And when you pray, don't pray for other people, all right? Flowery prayers if you're in a prayer circle. Oh, God, Jesus, you know, these flowery words, okay? They're only there. Wow, that was a good prayer afterwards, <laughs> right? But God is saying, don't worry about this horizontal level, all right? That's not real treasure, that's not, the most, that's not the important thing. The most important thing is this personal relationship with God. That's the bottom line, what he's trying to say. He goes on to say fasting. Again, don't uh, tell everybody you're fasting. Don't, uh, uh, you know, do it for how others view you, but do it for God. So what he's saying here in verse 19, he sums up, do not store up your, for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin won't destroy and thieves won't break in and steal. Basically, he's saying the important things are the things of heaven. And that is, what is that? 
that relationship with God. That personal relationship with God. Cultivate that. So he goes on to say, he goes on to teach uh, in verse 22, the eye is a lamp of the body. So this is, he goes on to illustrate, for some reason, the eyes, what our eyes see, tempts us to build up treasures on earth. What people think about us, what's shiny and new, what's desirable, all right? So he says in verse 22, the eye is a lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is if the if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. He goes on to say again in another illustration, another metaphor, no one can serve two masters. All right? No one, uh, either one will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. And then he goes on to say, for instance, you cannot serve both God and money. Now, when I grew up, I was thinking, is the money, is money truly the root of all evil? I think in this example, it's an example. For example, you cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve two masters. Or, like in uh, the Ten Commandments, have no other gods before me. You can't serve two masters. So any other gods, money, freedom, self, all these other things. And it's interesting, he talks about the I, <laughs> uh, the I is the lamp of the body. The I is where all our lusts and desires come through, and it's interesting, in Genesis 3, where did the temptation come? The serpent held up, oh, look at this fruit, eat of the tree of knowledge, right? And what did Eve say? This fruit is uh, pleasing to the eye, desirable for knowledge, and appealing to the eye. And it's interesting now, haha, <laughs> look at this, Genesis 3 to our modern day uh, time, the apple, the fruit, and guess what? Guess what our eyeballs are on now? Our apple. <laughs> you could buy anything in the world through your apple. Isn't that an interesting parallel? What does your Apple iPhone have on it? All the lusts of the eyes that the imagination can find. All your senses. Amazon store. Right? Amazon. You know, you know the meaning behind the logo, right? Amazon. A through Z. A through Z. You can find anything on Amazon. A through Z. YouTube, you can find and see anything. You could go anywhere and see people doing anything. So this, it's interesting, huh? Genesis 3, 
Temptation came through the eye. Apple was good for food, desirable, aspirational. And now it's our screen time. YouTube, Amazon, Reels, TikTok, your iPad, watching TV on Netflix. Now they're going to put a screen where? What did Apple come out with recently? You don't even have to look at it from arm distance away. You're going to wear it on your face. <laughs> with virtual reality, you're going to have that right on your face, in your glasses. Before streaming, there was what? Cable TV. What was the aspirational network? QVC. You guys remember shopping on QVC, the shopping network? Or uh, late night TV, you can go to your local Walmart and there's a section right by the, by the checkout called as seen on TV, <laughs> right? As seen on TV, where they sell these uh, uh, funny gadgets and things like that. Before television, there was what? Radio, brought to you by, and then all the jingles and selling their wares. Before radio, there was what? Catalogs, the Sears and Roebuck catalog. It's the same thing, the same thing as Amazon, right? The more things change, the more things stay the same, right? It was a catalog, all these pictures, right? Of beautiful, successful drawings of people with certain products, a Sears and Roebuck catalog. All right, I'm going to show a video. Before the Sears and Roebuck catalog, how did it get to you? <laughs> it wasn't by Postal Service or Amazon. It was by the Wells Fargo wagon, by train and the wagon. All right, here's a clip from the Music Man. The Music Man, you got to see that. So aspirational stuff. Don't build up our treasures on heaven, on earth, but build them in heaven. So Jesus says, no, no one can serve two masters. And I believe material things are certainly one treasure that we build up in heaven. But I like to say uh, our false gods, I've shared this before, are the five Ps. Don't build up our treasures on heaven. And I like to articulate them this way. Power, position, pleasure, possessions, and performance. All these things come and go, right? All these things come and go. What do we mean by power? These aspirational things. Political power, influence, manipulation. I joked earlier that... Uh, it's uh, often an aspiration of immigrant parents that their uh, kids, sons and daughters, would become doctors, right? If not a doctor, a lawyer. If not a lawyer, an engineer, maybe. <laughs> or something that is stable and pays well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Power. Along with power comes his uh, position, right? A standing in life. Power influence, our roles, our class, our education. White collar versus blue collar. 
becoming a professional, right? I remember when uh, my, we were at uh, Fari's Cafe. I was having lunch with my mom when us sons would take care of her. And she ran into one of her friends and she introduced me as her son. And of course it comes to the topic of what your son does. And uh, she said, oh, he became a physical therapist. Oh, and the lady's going, oh, very good, very good. Now he's a moksi. Now he's a pastor. And you get the, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> moksi ministers in Asian cultures don't have much status or power, maybe some influence, certainly don't make a lot of money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry for you. <laughs> but I bet you she was kind of jealous, though, huh? Of the man I've become who's taking care of her mom. Power, position. When you become a doctor or something of high status, treasures, it allows you possessions and pleasure. Where's the pleasure center of California? Las Vegas. <laughs> Everything in excess I see on these little videos of all you can eat, steakhouses. All you can eat, sushi buffets. All you can eat, everything in excess in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, there's everything your five senses can take in, right? What you could taste, what you could touch, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can smell. This is the same thing we do on vacations as well, right? So God says, you can't serve two masters. Possessions. Things, toys, landfills. How many of you love, love Amazon Prime? Huh? You guys love Amazon? No? Okay, how about Costco? <laughs> All right. You a few more hands. Maybe Amazon's a little too high-tech for deliveries, but the same thing. You go into Costco for toilet paper and uh, some staples and a bag of rice, and you leave what? <laughs> the $100 bag of rice. It's hard to leave Costco without spending $100 because uh, they've got a system of staples, and aspirational items. Where else can you buy diamond rings, uh, watches, iPads, uh, kayaks? <laughs> you go in for uh, uh, Costco chicken, and your mind's going, oh, I need that. You go through the same thing uh, Eve did, right? Adam and Eve with the first apple, right? Oh, that's desirable. Oh, look at that shiny thing. It's pleasing to the eye. And then you go into, oh, it, it was, it's got to be good for food. I need <laughs> that stand-up paddleboard. I need that kayak. 
And the last one is performance of the five Ps, I like to say. Accomplishments, accolades, achievements. You know, when I got my transitional doctorate to my uh, physical therapy degree during the pandemic, um, to me it was productive time, it was professional time. And then right after, I was all proud of my having a doctor in front of my name. I changed my email to say Dr. Curtis, Dr. Yi. I started a YouTube channel, Dr. Curtis, physical therapy stuff of uh, exercises and how to treat this and treat that. But just like the Apostle Paul, you know, after a year or two later, it's like, eh, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's doesn't really mean anything. The Apostle Paul, all his five Ps, all his accomplishments, all his religiosity, he counted, counts as garbage compared to the surpassing knowledge of knowing Christ, God personally. Okay, here's this skit by Ronnie Chan. I'm going to have to censor the end of it. Uh, he talks about immigrant parents and wanting their kids to be doctors. Treasures in heaven. So God is not scolding us for these things. They are pleasurable. They're desirable. They're pleasing to the eye. But God wants to give us joy, not heartache. Joy, not heartache. God wants to save our lives the Bible says those who seek to save his life will lose it. So truly seeking after relationships and righteousness with God and people is the real treasure, is the real treasure. I see so many people spend so much time and effort on seeking after these things. Let's see what Jesus preaches and exhorts us in the later verses in uh, verse 25 and forward. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, or about your body or what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If if that is God, how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow and thrown into the flame, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we wear? What shall we drink? For the pagans run after all these things. Yet your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Here's this famous quote, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, 
and all these things will be given to you. Well, ever since becoming a Christian, I've tried to live my life by this motto, not allowing uh, my ambitions to come before serving God, um, taking part-time positions to serve the church, taking part-time positions to increase my education with uh, seminary classes. And now in hindsight, a generation later, now that I'm th at this stage of my, uh, my life, God has basically given me all the desires of my heart. Praise God for that. When I was applying to colleges and uh, figuring out what to, what to become and study, I wanted to become a counselor. I wanted to become a pastor. I wanted to become a physical therapist. And all these different things were separate majors. <laughs> I felt so stressed out. I had to choose which path to go. Kind of interestingly is God has allowed me to do all of them in one lifetime. I wanted to become a entrepreneur, and God allowed me to do that as well. So through physical therapy, I was able to work part-time. I was able to go to seminary during that time. Uh, of course, it took me 11 years to get that degree. <laughs> but God made the time. He allowed me time to uh, have a family, raise kids, be there for my kids, be at all their gymnastics meets and basketball games and having it on video, Eric's first basketball shot, uh, all these firsts. God allowed me to have it all, so to speak, uh, all the things I desired by putting God first. Now, I say that with qualified, certainly have not done that perfectly, but in a lot of ways, I did not put business or being a, having my own physical therapy uh, um, clinic uh, that I desired, that I, that I lust for. But God wants us to seek treasures in heaven. What are the things that are going to last? These are relationships, relationship with God, and people are the real treasure. I see so many people spend so much time and effort over these false gods of pleasure, our roles for significance, God wants us to stop, and, and what we do is not what defines us, but invest in who we are as sons and daughters of God. As we apply this, as we move toward a communion time with God, God loves you and I for who we are, not for what we can give not what for we can transact with other people. Rest in being sons and daughters of God, not in our title, not in our role, that is not our value. And when these things kind of go away, 
We don't have to be fret about them. They say the average time a person lives after they retire is like some really strange 3.5 years for men. It's really, really low. It's like three to five years because that identity is suddenly gone. But we have to get our roles, our value in different things and just rather than just what we do, but in relationships. So as we transition to communion, if uh, you haven't already got your communion elements, let's think about these things, about where we, where our treasures are. Are we building treasures in heaven, the things that truly last? Our identity, where moths will not rot, where thieves won't steal, where they won't just disappear after we retire, or our physical capabilities go down. Jesus goes on to say in these very passages, when you pray, don't keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they, they will be heard because of their many words, okay? Don't chant, okay? <laughs> just chanting over and over again isn't going to get you closer to our God. Our God is personal, basically is what he's saying. Do not be like them, for your father knows already what you need before you ask him. And it's amazing, unfortunately, even uh, of the church body, how when we pray, we pray like Jesus is saying here. Babbling like the pagans thinking that they'll be heard the more they pray. (laughs) But don't be like them, Jesus is saying, for your Father already knows what you need. And then he goes on to say, and try not to pray like the pagans pray the Lord's Prayer. Repetitiously, or reciting as a chant, but think about it, how it starts, right? This distant God, God wants to say, I am your father. Let's close in prayer. God, I come before you and uh, God, help me to grow me. Thank you for establishing a relationship with, with me. Happy is the person whose sins are not counted against us. We thank you for that. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness and establishing a relationship with each of us, God. We thank you for that. God, help us, grow us, sanctify us, make us more mature, not to seek out like the world and forfeit the joy and being uh, and resting in your portion, our daily bread, God. Help us not to sacrifice that peace and joy by continuing to value and worship other false gods like power, position, possessions, experiences, and pleasure, God. Instead, God, help us to invest in things that will last. Relationship with you. Learning how to love like you. Learning how to forgive like you. And may we Reflect, God, on your love and forgiveness for us. 
that we don't have to perform for your love, but simply because we are your sons and daughters. Help us to rest in that, and then again, reflect that. Reflect your light, becoming lights to those around us, in our family, and our friends, and our neighbors. And all God's people said, amen.